Hey guys, welcome on this snowy night in Colorado. Like I said, they're uh, they're talking about measuring it in feet. We haven't gotten that yet, but it is snowing, so we thought we'd just do this online and and share from home. And so uh, uh, excited to share with you, though. This is pretty cool stuff when you start to really interpret scripture spiritually and what it really means for you, because it's always good news. It's way better than than most of the news you've ever heard. And so anyway, tonight we're going to talk about the 12 disciples and uh, this journey of perfection and authority is what it really means. And so um, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll share that with you. Um, But let me do this. Let me close this. So I don't keep that ding happening. Um, But uh, I want to share a couple of cool testimonies with you. And then uh, uh, something for inspire quickly here. So anyway, some of you guys know my friend Gilmore out in Los Angeles area. And uh, I just had Barb listen to it too. It's really cool. So um, he had hired a top talent agency in Los Angeles for acting. He said about two and a half, three years ago and uh, uh, kind of a dream of his. And he said he had, had auditions and they would show up and they'd get to the second, third stage. And then no after no after no for two or three years. And, and then I'll listen to this guy. So he goes, so about for one week, he started he goes, I took seriously what you were telling me about meditating and feeling the feeling as if I'm already enjoying the the news that I got the success. And so after one week, he says his agent called and he goes, bro, you're going to need to sit down for this one. And uh, long story short, is a major wireless carrier. He can't share who it is yet, but a major wireless carrier that's going to be on all media. It's going to be cable, all media, um, all social media. Uh, they got the gig. and so. We'll let you know when that comes out because he's going to be the superstar of all their commercials. And then within the same week, he said, and I just got another edition for another national commercial. So within a week of meditating and just seeing what he wants within, um, how powerful that is, because it really talks about what we're going to talk about tonight. And then uh, uh, I've got several more, but I'm just going to share one more that was fun for some of you guys know our friends, Stephen and Susan Melton. They shared this with us Thursday that uh, we went out and, uh, um, spent some time with them. And so anyway, they have uh, three, three little Shih Tzus and one of them is named summer. And, uh, around Christmas time, new year's, they said it's, it's older and started to drag his hind feet and started to lose a little bit of control of, of their, the back end. And some of you guys have seen dogs like that and, you know, the vet and everything was going, you know what, if this continues, probably the, the best thing is to just put it down. And, and then they heard the testimony of the Joe Dispenza clip that I shared where that, you know, they said this leg is dead and needs to be amputated. And so independently, they didn't tell each other is what they told us. They said, she loves to chase rabbits. They go, she never catches them, but she loves to chase rabbits through their yard. And so both of them independently started just seeing her joyfully running, chasing rabbits, being the old summer that she was. And, uh, um, when we met with them Thursday, they said, you know what? It's amazing. She's like, nothing happens. She's jumping up on the couch. And so, that's the that's the beauty of the kingdom within, guys. It's so powerful. So um, I wanted to share a couple of those that this is the real deal. It's not we're not this isn't theory. This isn't, uh, um, you know, sharing with a friend yesterday. We have testimonies, stacks of testimonies. I, I, right while I was preparing for this, other ones came in, didn't they? And so um, it's just fun. It's fun to know who you are. And that's this whole journey. But uh, one other thing I did want to share with you, um, some of you guys that are on the, the Thursday night and Sunday night fellowships, you know, Debbie from Bangkok. And so one of the things she does is she works with 
Christian refugees who have fled Pakistan because of religious persecution. It's a primarily Muslim country. And, and, uh, and so they fled and just tough situations where, because they're not truly, I don't remember the correct term she said, but they're not part of the nations that have to take care of refugees. It's they, they have a term called asylum, I think is the right term, but it's, it's different. And so anyway, they're on their own basically. And so she was just sharing with us. There's two, two requests guys. Some of you guys know we have a, uh, part of our benevolence ministry is called inspire 100. And it's really just, uh, Hey, what if all of us gave a hundred dollars a month and when needs come up, we can just bless people uh, financially just to show tangible love. But Debbie gets it. She goes, I want them to be empowered. I don't want to just give them money, which is exactly right. This just gives us the doorway in to hopefully teach them, mentor them, disciple them, which we're going to talk about the 12 disciples actually. So, uh, to know they have all the ability within them to have anything they want, no matter the situation. But anyway, in this case, um, she was just sharing, there was a, a lady, her name's Rabina. She's got four kids and um, her husband just passed away in a, in a construction accident. And, uh, <clears throat> um, and so just to take care of the bodies, $2,500 and much less anything for, for her or the kids. And so anyway, if you feel led at all, you know, you can go to freedomministries.org and uh, just put Inspire 100 if you want. Um, I really want to take care of this. And there's one other one. Her name's Noreen. And uh, the five children, so her husband passed away of a, a heart attack a month or so before Christmas. And so they've got five children. One of them is disabled. And and uh, I love what she's going to do. So we're going to put together a – so I'd really love to take care of both those ladies' needs um, tangibly. And then uh, – uh, she's going to put together a, a zoom call, a webinar where her and I will have a, some of that interprets in Urdu really talk to them, really teach them who they are. Exactly. I'm going to share with you tonight so they can truly live in this prosperity, truly live in the abundance of who they are. So anyway, uh, if you feel that, gosh, that would just be awesome. Just wouldn't that be great just to show the tangible love of God to these ladies who, um, who uh, are really kind of are helpless and lost in in Thailand right now. So anyway, let's talk about this. Let me share the screen of, um, and this came up in the, in, uh, the prayer team the other day, but Matthew 10. And so here's what I want to share with you guys. <clears throat> we see all the scriptures, um, that the kingdom of God does not come with anything observable, meaning you can't see it with your physical eyes. And so when people say, Hey, this here or that here, or this is a sign or that's a sign it says, don't believe them. Because the kingdom is where? The kingdom's within, guys. And we I've shared those scriptures over and over and over, but it's trying to get you to understand everything spiritual. All of the biblical stories, in fact, we can lead the, read them literally and we're going to miss it. We're going to miss the main point. Because the main point, the kingdom is within. The kingdom is spiritual. It says, every promise is yes and amen in the spirit, in the heavenly places, which is within you. And so if the kingdom doesn't come with anything that you can observe, um, and the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. Again, you can't see spirit. This is all eternal truths. <clears throat> so I wanted to share that with you because when you look at the scriptures, it tells us how to interpret them. You know, when, when we see the narrative that Jesus says, you can't find life because you're taking these scriptures literally. And he says, the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are written about I am, meaning who you are. So all of these stories are really about what is this truth that's going to change in you? How is this going to heal your heart? How is this going to hear you spiritually? And so anyway, I want to talk about this, the 12 apostles, because 
<clears throat> my guess is most of you guys um, have always just heard this as literal. So you've missed the main point. This is about you. This is about a journey within. And so I titled it The Twelve Apostles, um, The Journey Within of, of, uh, of Perfection and Authority. And I'll show you where I got that. So I would just encourage you to start reading the scriptures spiritually. And some of you guys, again, if you get on this, the Thursday night and Sunday night uh, fellowships, guys, that's where the meat happens. I'm just telling you. So if you ever want to get on that, it's freedomministries.live. And then the password is freedom, all lowercase. And that's 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain, every Thursday and Sunday night. But uh, it's really fun because um, when you, there's some people on there, Paul in particular, who's from the Middle East, speaks Aramaic. So it's very similar to Hebrew. And how they interpret scripture and how we interpret scripture in the West is night and day, guys. And you got to remember, this is an Eastern book. This was written in that Hebrew, Aramaic, Eastern culture. And we're trying to we're trying to decipher it with a Western mind. And in fact, uh, one thing Paul said the other night, where he said, "You know, we read from right to left, <clears throat> and in the West, we all read all the ancient um, languages read right to left." Now, we're modern West logic, uh, facts, literal, and we read left to right. Now, even that is an amazing thing in itself because if you understand right brain, left brain. They start with the imagery. They start with imagination. They start with what does it mean, which produces a truth. We go, what's the facts? What is this? It's talking about 12 disciples. And so let me talk about this. And so the 12 disciples and calling his 12 disciples to him. First of all, you're going to see numbers over and over and over in scripture. This means something to an Eastern mind. So what does 12 mean in Hebrew? And I just, you can just do a quick Google search because that's all I did. I wanted to show you this. So I just Googled the Hebrew number 12 because you see 12 disciples, 12 days, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, all these different things, which means the number 12 seems to be very important to God. It represents in most cases, the number of perfection and authority, perfect government. So now let's read this again. So, and calling his disciples disciples if you just go look at it, it's one word it's and it means the mental effort needed to think something through so here's what he's really saying guys we were sent out in perfection and authority jesus gave now this starts to make sense this next sentence jesus gave them authority over unclean spirits so that they could drive out every, drive them out and heal every disease and sickness now i want to go down to the ministry of the 12 so these 12 sent out, if you really go look at that, here's, here's what it means is we were birthed out of God himself in perfection and authority. Now follow these instructions. So this is our journey. It says, do not go on the road. Road is always the journey, the path of the Gentiles or enter any town of Samaritans. And so if you take this literally, here's what they're going to say. They said, don't go evangelize the Gentiles or the Samaritans. <laughs> go evangelize Israel first. But it doesn't fit if you read the rest of the narrative. That doesn't fit, in all honesty. I don't want to get into all that because I want to get at the spiritual truth that this is something about you. Salvation's within. Christ is within. The kingdom's within. The stories are within, guys. What do these mean? Not what do they say? And so it says, don't go down the journey of the Gentiles or into the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, share this message. The kingdom of heaven is right now. You don't need to wait for anything. We're not waiting for another coming. We're not waiting for... Anything to happen in a physical Jerusalem, 
if we read our book, it, it doesn't talk about that. It says, Paul's very clear. He goes, there's no Jew. There's no Gentile. There's no failed. There's no female. There's one family. There's one body. There's one name. There's one baptism. So heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons freely. You've received freely give. Now this is really interesting. I want to get into the Gentiles and Samaritans first. He goes, you need to realize this journey in your life that you of the 12, this journey is about you having perfect authority. You were born with perfection and authority. Don't go down the roads of the Gentiles or the Samaritans. Well, let's go. What do Gentiles mean in scripture? Let's use scripture as the best reference point. So all of you guys are familiar with um, Matthew 6. So here's what he's telling them. Uh, are you not much more valuable than birds of the air? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Why do you worry about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They do not labor. They do not spin. I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his glory was adorned like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into a furnace, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? The Gentiles, he says, don't go down this road. The Gentiles strive after all these things. They're striving to produce their own external things. How am I going to take care of myself? And your heavenly father knows you need them. So here's the solutions, what he says. Seek the kingdom of God as his righteousness, and everything that you thought you needed to go get yourself externally will be added to you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. Actually, when you read that and interpret it correctly, it says, you'll realize there's enough provision for every trouble. <laughs> That's a better way to read that anyway. So it says, all right. So it says, don't go down the road of the Gentiles. Why? Because the Gentiles are trying to produce everything that they think they need on the outside. And he goes, everything will be supernaturally provided for you if you go within. If you see yourself who you really are, perfectly loved, perfectly provided for, a limitless spirit within that you can simply see and feel anything you ever desire and it'll be effortlessly added to you guys. So he says, don't go down the road where you think you have to produce it yourself. And then he says, Samaritan. So let me give you one example of the Samaritan. All of you guys are familiar with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And, uh, you know, they were part Jew, part part uh, Gentile, so half, half and half. But I, what I really wanted to get at is this. So we can talk about the fathers and how many husbands she had later. Cause that all means something really cool too. But he says, <clears throat> so here's what she's saying after he answers how many husbands she's had, everything else. So verse 19, John four nineteen, sir, the woman said, I see you're a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but the Jews say that the place where one must worship is Jerusalem. So gotta remember like guys, biblical times, all religion thought God's on a mountain. So you go up on a mountain. Why do you go up on a mountain? Because that's where God is. So the Samaritan woman's going, we think we worship on Mount Gerizim. The Jews think it's a mountain in Jerusalem. What's correct? Where do we go find God? Is what she's asking. And he says, believe me, woman, Jesus replied, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor on a mountain in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know, meaning you don't understand this. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. It actually is Yehuda. It's within. It's they say it's Yad Hey Vav is the first three again and the doorway. And it's really it's really interesting. It's close to Judas actually. I'll talk about that sometime too because Judas is a really interesting story if you start to take it spiritually. 
But a time is coming and now has come. So he says, it's right now when the true worshipers aren't going to go look for God outside of themselves somewhere else. The true worshipers are going to worship the father in spirit. Isn't that just what he said in the kingdom? If you need anything, go within. You don't have to go produce it on your own. It says the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit. And this is the truth. For the father is seeking such as those to worship him. God is spirit. And you can't see him. He's not over here. He's not over there. Where is he? He's within. It's not on a mountain. It has nothing to do with external. And his worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth. That's don't go down the road of the Gentiles. Don't go down the road of the Samaritans. All right. So I wish I could interact with you, but I'm just going to trust that you're with me so far. I'll ask my girlfriend, how am I doing? You flowing with me? Okay. She gave me a thumbs up. All right. So anyway, now, she so says, don't go down the road of the Gentiles. Don't go down the road of the Samaritans, but go to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, sheep were always personified as people of God, too, and, you know, and uh, of Israel. Now, what does this mean internally? I've shared with you multiple times that Jacob, when he wrestled with the message that he goes, I, I demand that I receive this blessing. He overcame Esau, the physical And when he awoke, when he wrestled with this message that he could really have any blessing he desired, now his name was changed to Israel. And Israel literally means Ish is man, Ra is to see and rule as El, God. So he goes, they're lost right now. They don't know who they really are. They've always been born in authority and perfection. And every one of you have. Go find them. Go teach them who they really are. Show them who they really are. Don't go down the road to the Gentiles or the Samaritans. Teach them who they've always been, which is man who rules and sees that he's one with the Father, one with God. Amen? So, as you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is right now. And when you realize you have all authority and you have all perfection, by simply seeing and choosing what you desire within, you're going to heal the sick. You're going to raise the dead. You're going to cleanse the lepers. You're going to drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. Now, this is really interesting. Freely you have received. Because I think it makes a lot of sense why do not carry gold, silver, or copper in your next belt or in your belts. Let's look at receive. So freely, uh, actually freely first. So freely, we all know what free is, but I like this because it says something freely done, gratis, without cause, unearned, undeserved, given without cost, without payment, a free gift. So he goes, you've been given all of this as a free gift and you have received is one word. And it's from the root is lambano. So here's what he's saying. Everything is yours for free, guys, if you go within. Now, lambano, which means to actively lay hold of or take or receive, meaning, and then if you look at this properly, to lay hold by aggressively acting, accepting what is available or offered. This means grab hold of this thing. Anything you want, guys, is free. Freely you've received. Actively hold of it. Now, freely give. And we think, oh, let's give it away. Um, yeah, but it actually means actively lay hold of anything you want and put it in place. If you go look at it, stand is really a better way to say it. Now, here's what I want you to get. So he's just talking about this concept that there's no payment. There's nothing that you have to earn. There's it's all free. And then verse nine, I think makes a lot more sense. Do not carry any gold or silver or copper in your belts. Take note. That means this isn't your money. You can receive anything in the kingdom for free. And when we get into verse 11 and 12, you're going to show you how. Do not carry any gold or silver or copper in your belts. Take no bag for the road or a second tunic or sandals or staff, meaning 
this isn't a physical journey that you have to pay for, that you have to go down this road. You are worthy. The laborer is worthy of his provisions, different translations say. What are we doing? We're entering into rest, right? So anyway, now here's what I want you to get this. So he's saying, actively lay hold of anything you want. You've been sent into the world as 12. You've been sent into the world on a journey to learn that you've always been perfect and you have authority. Doesn't he say that's the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? The father's good pleasure to give you the rule and reign. And he says, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you're actively believing you have, you'll have. Whatever you're actively believing you don't have, you don't have. It's all the same message, guys. So this isn't about the, the literal interpretation. All we see is 12 men running around Asia. But that's not what's going on here. This is a spiritual truth that's going on in you. So whatever town or village you find, enter, this is really you guys, is wherever you find yourself. If you go look at town or village, it's the inhabitants of a place. This isn't a literal or physical city or place, guys. This is, a, this is a story that they use physical things to tell an eternal truth that's happening in you. So he says, wherever you find yourself, if you like it there, stay there. Stay in that dwelling place until you change and move on somewhere else. Enter that place. Greet its occupants. Enjoy everything around it. Enjoy the, all the provisions of that, of that mental state that you're in, of who you think you are. If that home is worthy, hey, let your shalom rest there. Stay there if you love it. But if you don't love it, let your peace return to you. And any of the inhabitants there, if you don't like it, shake the dust off your feet. And this is really key, guys. It says, don't judge. Shake the dust off your feet and just enter into a new place where you're going to dwell. What this literally means spiritually, guys, is there's something about your life, whether it's, let's say it's a lack of abundance or lack of joy. You've entered into that place or dwelling place, that, that city. That's where you find yourself. And here's what's really cool. If you want to, if you want to, uh, if you find yourself a place in lack, he says, don't judge it. You find yourself in lack because there's limitations or beliefs that you've put on yourself. You've entered into that city. You, you started to dwell on this idea that I'm not worthy. I don't have enough. Um, life is hard. Uh, uh, I need to go find my own. And he's saying, no, 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 no. If you want to just see yourself as abundant, start to see yourself as abundant. You won't have to uh, create the silver and gold and for this journey yourself, this isn't going to be an external journey where you need to take more sandals and, and cloaks and linens and everything else. External things it says the king is within and it's all free. Because if you simply see yourself as abundant, all the silver, all the gold, everything you're ever going to need is already going to find is going to be available to you there. That's so big. If you understand that. So it says, if the home is worthy, let your peace rest there. If you not let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or heed your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that place. Meaning don't judge it. Just realize, hey, I realize I'm in this place I don't want. I'm going to leave that behind me, shake the dust off my feet, and enter into a new place where I'm going to spend my time seeing myself. Just like that testimony with Gilmore. For two, three years, it was no, 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 no. Ah, but the king was within. I took what you said seriously, he said. And for a week, I started to meditate and see myself already accepting the parts, feeling the joy of telling my wife how awesome it would be. Like, guess what, hon? I got this part. And within a week, he got a national thing, whereas the top talent agent in LA is going, dude, you need to sit down for this one. And then he goes, and I got another one. 
audition for another national commercial within one week, guys. This is being sent out in the 12. When you realize, wait a minute, I'm in control of this thing? Yes, you've been sent out as 12. You've been sent out in perfection and authority. That's what he's talking about in this whole thing. Truly, I tell you, it would be more bearable in Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that. He's not talking about Sodom and Gomorrah literal, guys, because we see in the Revelation that everything's taken care of. What he's saying is, there's enough. If you go read this and interpret it in Greek, actually, in, in verse 15, it says, you'll get, there's more provision in Sodom and Gomorrah when they realize like, oh, I can change this and, and uh, not be like Lot's wife, where she turned into a pillar of salt and salt is a preservative where if we keep looking back and try to figure out why is this happening to me? Why is the world against me? Why do I have this thing? Why do, why am I sick? Why do I don't have enough? She looked backwards and it says she, she stayed in the same state. She stayed in the same city. She became a pillar of salt. Look forward. Just change the city you dwell in. See what you want as if it's already happened. Now, I want to share one other thing because I think this is important. When when things come to me like this, it's it's pretty key. So um, some of you guys saw that Rhonda Byrne interview, guys. I think it's one of the best ever. Um, and so my wife and Ashley yesterday both said on the same day, you need to read chapter seven and eight and The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. So I know when 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 two people in the same day you need to read this. And I read it, guys. That So The Greatest Secret, that book is worth its weight just for chapter seven and eight. And then uh, talking to them, then I, uh, I went on to, they talk about Lester Levinson and the Sedona Method. And, and there's a book out called Happiness It's Free and It's Easier Than You Think. And this is exactly what we're talking about here, guys. They've, you've been sent out in perfection and authority. The whole journey of life is learning how to be who you've always been. And so... Anyway, it's really interesting there because most most people, if you think you aren't something or you need to change somebody else or evangelize somebody else or do something else to change them, you're actually saying they're in lack. They don't have enough. I'm right. They're wrong. You don't see them in perfection. You're not seeing them in perfect love because perfect love keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't judge that person. It doesn't need to fix that person and it doesn't need to change that situation. And what this book talks about is this. So Lester Levinson was given three months to live. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to try to figure out life then because I'm going to die anyway within three months. And I'm going to take the last three months of my life to enjoy life. And here's what he started doing, just following his heart and intuition, which I think is the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, resist not evil. Now, it's kind of funny because I, Angelique and I were driving through and I, we were going to Starbucks today. And, and I saw the sign on the back of this truck and it said, Second Corinthians, the war room. Oh my gosh. Oh, they're, they, I promise you they're going to exhibit works of the flesh because they're warring. They're not resting. And what this guy shared is really fascinating. He goes, I would let any feeling bubble up. So if I was feeling anxious, if I was feeling anxiety, he goes, all I would do is welcome it and just go, you know what? I'm in Shalom. Everything's okay. That's not the real me. The real me is born in perfection, but the real me is limitless. The real me is eternal. The real me is perfectly loved. I am loving. I have a limitless supply of abundance. I have a limitless supply of joy. I have a limitless supply of health. Everything's within. So the real me has always been that. And I'm simply experiencing this anxiety. And so they would just observe it. They would just go, why? I'm just seeing that I'm I'm not going to resist it. In fact, I'm not going to resist negative situations. A lot of people have causes. Like, I have for this cause, and I'm going to abolish this, and I'm going to do this, these mountains. And 
guys, I'm just telling you that adds to your anxiety. It adds to fuel to what you're actually trying to fix. Whereas if you just, I'm not going to judge that situation as right or wrong. I'm not going to say it's good or it's evil. It just is because love keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't go, this is good and that's bad. It doesn't say I'm right. You're wrong. It simply is. It's a fascinating thing and it allows it to be. And they, what the, what Lester Levinson started to find out actually was when I just let all these things be like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that I'm feeling anxious. He goes, it would almost immediately go away. I'm seeing that I'm fearful. And it was just experience that and it would go away because what you're doing is you're not resisting it anymore. It's coming up and bubbling out of you because it's going to come up out of you somehow. Some situation, something's going to trigger you and you're going to come up. It's just awesome guys. And it goes within three months, he was completely healed of every, every, and he's had all kinds of maladies guys just by being in love. And so then this book was written from his happiness is free. I want to share a couple of things because it's all about this. When you realize that you are in Shalom and the world is in Shalom, there's nothing out of place, guys. They're experiencing different things because of wrong belief systems in their heart, et cetera. But if they just let it bubble up and not judge it and I go, this is right, this is wrong, this is just what is right now, it literally goes away. So I want to share this with you and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish. It says, I saw, this is what I think most of us have been taught. We need to go correct somebody. And if we actually look at scripture, when, when Jesus is, when he's talking to Peter, the, the spirit is talking to Peter and he says, no way, I'm not going to talk to these people. It says, Peter, don't call any person I've created unclean. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't need to be changed. They need to be loved. Love means I'm not judging them right or wrong. I'm not trying to get them in my club. I'm not trying to get them out of my club. Like my club's better than their club. They just are. You go, I love them for who they are, because that's me. That says, love your brother as yourself. That's me. So it says, I saw that I want, so this is the guy that had all these maladies given three months to live. I saw that I wanted to change the entire world. That was actually the cause of my ulcers. <laughs> because what you're saying, guys, is if you need to change somebody, evangelize somebody, get somebody, you have this idea that they're outside of God and something bad. They're, you're better than them, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I wanted to change things in the world. I saw that it made me a slave of the world versus I'm just observing what it is. And I'm going to send my love and not judge good or bad. I'm just going to love. That never fails. In the three-month period, all the ailments I had in my physical body corrected. All the miseries dropped away. I ended up being in a place where I was happy all the time. There was no sorrow. Didn't it say that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and add no sorrow. There's nothing for you to do but be, guys. It's a fascinating thing. So one of the things that happened, I saw that we were all connected. Wow, I've heard that before. It says we're all one. Each mind is like a radio broadcasting and receiving station. We're all tuned into each other unconsciously. We're just not aware of it. So a lot of the suppressed energies are let out. This becomes obvious to us once we identify that we're attached to everything, that life was meant to be beautiful, meant to be happy all the time with no sorrow, and that will be perfect health. <clears throat> so I want to share a couple of things for this because I think it's really good. I concluded that my happiness equated to my loving. If I could increase my loving, which is, which doesn't mean to judge guys. And they talk about in here, like some of your causes, some of the things that you are so like, I'm going to fix this because this is so evil. You actually become a tyrant of the very thing that you're trying to fix guys. Whereas if you just see it and go, I'm loving that situation. I'm loving the person that committed it. 
I'm loving the, the victim. I'm loving everything in it. It just is. That fixes it. That only fixes your heart where you're in peace, because that's the only thing that's going to be in peace, because the kingdom's within. It fixes you, and it fixes the situation. Because they're all connected, guys. That radio broadcasting heart can realize that person loves me despite me. It's so good, guys. So anyway, just a couple of things to share. When I th- Then he talks about, I realized that I was the cause of all of my things. He says, when I saw that everything that was happening to me had a thought previous before it happened, I realized if I could grab hold of this, I could consciously determine everything that was happening to me. I could consciously determine everything that's happened to me. The law and the Psalms and the prophets are written about I am, guys, about you're the real you. It's about something going on with you. You need to realize you're the 12. You were sent out in perfection and authority. Now, it continues this. This was such a tremendous piece of freedom to think I'm not a victim that the world is doing this to me. That it lay within me, my power, to arrange the world the way I want it to be, which is exactly quantum, guys. They go, everything is just pure energy. Everything just is. And so we expect an outcome. We have a thought about something. Now it collapses into realness. I could not be the way I wanted to be, that, that rather than being an effect of it, I now will so cause over it and arrange the way it, I would like it to be. That is such a tremendous realization, a tremendous feeling of freedom. Holy smokes, if you can get that, guys. Everything you're experiencing, you had to think of it at one point in your life. And now you're just experiencing it. Once you realize that, like, okay, just let all the negative bubble up out of you. Let you free from all these limiting beliefs, all these limiting things you've ever had. And once all that's out, you're free from the guilt. You're free from the anxiety. You're free from the fear. Ah, now we can create. Now we can choose. Think on these things that are lovely, etc. And so um, I discovered that energy as well as intelligence was available in unlimited amounts. And it came in supply by me freeing myself from all my compulsions, fears, anxieties. I got to come against this. These people are bad. Those people are in. I need to get them in. And it's because we've read scriptures like this, literally. Myself, from all compulsions, inhibitions, entanglements, hangups, I saw that I had dammed up this energy, this power. And all I had to do was let all of that loose. And I'll just allow my mind to see what I wanted to see. And life started to create. It started to shape and bend into what was going on internally. When these revelations came to me that the world was just a result of my mind, it doesn't say that. Guard your heart. So it's the internal you, your heart and mind. Guard your heart with all diligence because it is the source of life. Everything you're experiencing comes out of what you believe about yourself internally. That thinking determined all matter. What you do within actually shapes and molds matter. The secret that's been hidden for ages is Christ in you, the hope of weightiness. You're the weight of the world that everything bends around, guys. And that our intelligence determined all matter and everything about it. The very beingness of me was the reality. I would just say, instead of using beingness, Let's use the scriptural term, whereas the nature that you'll be forever and ever for any generation is I am. So the very I am, how, I, how I'm viewing myself in the world right now is my reality. Meaning that I can change how I view it. I can enter into any city, any town, ever I want. And if I like the inhabitants there, if I like what's going on in that city, let my peace rest there. If you're tired of, of lack, if you're tired of lack of joy, if you're tired of sickness, let all that stuff bubble out of you guys. Don't judge it. Love doesn't judge. Just go, yeah, okay. I see that's, that's, that's a wrong belief that I've picked up. Just let it bubble out of you. It'll naturally heal yourself, guys. Now choose a different city. Choose a different dwelling place. 
you've always been perfect and with authority. This is the journey of life. This is the journey of the 12 disciples. The intellectual thoughts of the mind is the journey of the 12 is what it says. You're going to realize you've always been a child of God. You've always had authority. You've always had uh, perfection. I think that's, and when you realize that, everyone moves to serve you. When you are in tune of every thought, every atom in the universe moves to fulfill that thought. This is true. When we get in tune, just focus within. Our capacity to love is so extreme. We love everyone with an extreme intensity that makes living the most delightful thing it could ever be. That's so good, guys, if you understand that. So the 12 is about you. It's an internal journey. That you've always been perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. Now, we've picked up some wrong beliefs. Just let that bubble out of you. Don't try to resist it. Don't come against this or try to fix that person. Just let it bubble out of you. Just rest. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness. You're equal weight with God. Shalom, peace, or irene. Oneness with God. Everything's okay. I don't have to judge that situation. I don't have to judge that person as bad. I don't have to judge that person as good. I don't have to judge that person as evil. It just is. In fact, this really is just a reflection of what's going on in me. If I just change my dwelling place of where I spend my thoughts, the whole world changes, and I finally enter that limitlessness of abundance, limitlessness of health, limitlessness of relationships, because I'm not resisting anything. I'm not coming against anything. I'm in love. Love means I don't judge people. I don't judge that situation as evil. I don't judge that situation as good. I don't see them outside of God. Peter, Peter, don't call any human being I've made as unclean. You've got a wrong perception of how life is and who they are. See them as yourself. Love them. And everything starts to work for you, too, because anything you do for somebody else, guys, just come back and multiply back to you. So hopefully that helps, guys. God bless. We'll see you guys uh, Sunday night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. We can talk about this more and uh, or whatever else you want to talk about.